0: Thank you for tuning in to the Everyday Christian Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we show that God deserves every praise from every creature, every day. Here is your host, Chase Green.
1: Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 2 of the Everyday Christian Podcast, I'm your host, Chase Green, and for today's episode, you'll be joining me in a sermon from Galatians chapter 1. The title of this sermon is Another Gospel, and in this passage in Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 and following, we find out that there is not another gospel. In fact, there's only one, the gospel of Christ. I hope that you enjoy listening to this sermon. I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you, into the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than that which you have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God Or do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. It's good to see you this evening. That's from Galatians 1, verses 6 through 10. If you'd like to turn there, we'll be spending our time there in Galatians 1, 6 through 10 this evening. We want to discuss grave error that had crept into the churches of Galatia. Galatians 1, verses 6 through 10. The first thing that jumps out at me in verse 6 is Paul says he marvels that they were so soon removed from Jesus Christ. They were removed from the grace of Jesus Christ. Isn't that interesting? Removed from grace. Fallen from grace, which we read about later in this book. And Paul says that false teachers had influenced them to move away from this grace into another gospel. Now, I find it interesting. That's what the the King James says, another gospel. The New King James says a different gospel. And then it says, which is not another. And I like that distinction. The reason for that is, if you look at the Greek in this passage, you will find where it says a different gospel, or that first another, if you're using the King James, you'll find the word heteros. Heteros means another of a different kind. So I think that the New King James, where it says a different gospel, is a little bit more precise there. There's not a different gospel. Another of a different kind of gospel there is not one, and then he says in verse seven, which is not another, that Greek word is alos same, not another of the same kind. It's unique. The gospel is unique because it is the one gospel that saves mankind, those who choose to accept that gospel and obey it. well, what is Paul referring to? which other gospel? And we might put quotation marks around other gospel because there's really only one. But which one is he referring to? Well, you read the rest of Galatians and it becomes very clear. The Galatians had a perverted understanding of the grace of Christ. Now, in my estimation, there are two perversions of grace that we read about in the Bible. Now, there may be some other nuances to this, but I think that you can lump perversions of grace into two camps. The first would be the one in Romans chapter 6. The wrong idea that because of grace we can uh, live in sin. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Grace is not a license to keep on willfully living in sin. So that's one perversion of grace, Romans chapter 6. And also this perversion of grace, which he's referring to in the book of Galatians, taking it the other direction, the idea that you could be justified by the law of Moses rather than grace. This also was wrong. And he says in Galatians 5 verse 4, which we mentioned a moment ago, you have become estranged from grace, you who attempt to be justified by law, and he's referring to the law of Moses, you have fallen from grace. So what is going on here in the churches of Galatia? Quite simply put, he's dealing with the Judaizers. And no, we're not referring to people who wanted to rename all ladies Judy. He's referring to the ones who are Judaizers, which is how they made us say it in preaching school. I say Judaizers. But what are the Judaizers? The Judaizers are those who are trying to enforce Judaism on Christians. And specifically speaking, these Jewish Christians who kind of fell away into this idea, the sinful mindset, they were trying to enforce it upon Gentile Christians. Makes sense. And they would enforce various aspects of the old law, which was done away, Colossians 2, verse 14, nailed to Jesus' cross. But they would enforce things like circumcision, which certainly created a big problem for the Gentiles. Sabbath days, other feast days, Levitical food laws, etc. Saying that you had to keep these if you were going to be a Christian. They did not understand that the law of Moses had been done away. We have scriptures like Acts chapter 10, where the household of Cornelius was converted to Christ. What was Cornelius? He was a Gentile, wasn't he? And you remember Peter seeing this vision The sheet come down from heaven with all kinds of animals on it. And what was special about those animals? They were unclean. Remember Peter saying, Lord, those are unclean. But what did the Lord tell Peter? Arise, kill, and eat. What was he saying? Well, in part, he was saying that those Levitical food laws were being done away because the New Testament was coming about. And the point he was making by saying that was that the Gentiles would be accepted into the kingdom the church. We have other passages like Acts 15 where the apostles were meeting with the Judaizers in Jerusalem and setting them straight and the book of Hebrews and this book of Galatians to show that the Judaizers were in the wrong. I'll tell you another passage that would have been helpful for the Judaizers to read and that's John 1 verse 17. For the law was given by Moses. The law of Moses given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. You know, the law of Moses showed that man stood condemned. The law of Moses pointed out the seriousness of sin. Every time you sin, you have to take your best lamb or your best goat or what have you, and what do you have to do? You have to kill that lamb, make an offering, and you see the blood of that lamb, and it's pointing forward to the blood of the capital L lamb that we read about in John chapter 1 shows you how serious sin is, and it shows you that you cannot be saved under the law of Moses in the sense that were there people who lived under that law that ended up being saved? Well, yes, but that law of Moses itself was not the saving power. It's the law of Christ because Christ came, fulfilled that law, and brought about the new law, and because of that we can be saved. Well, the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. You can see uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 as well, and this fills us in on, on these facts about the old law versus the new law also. The law of Christ is what brought us grace, salvation, although you can find grace in the old law. Genesis 6 verse 8, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. But if the new law had not come, then there would be no opportunity for the ultimate fulfillment of grace. And also the ultimate fulfillment of truth incarnate. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. John 1 verse 14. Jesus Christ, the ultimate fulfillment of truth in the flesh. So grace and truth then came by Jesus Christ. These Judaizers needed to understand that by going back to the law of Moses, they were going back to condemnation. The book of Hebrews, which was also written with those Judaizers in mind, says that that the new law is a better covenant. And it pointed to our high priest, Jesus Christ, who is better than those old Levitical high priests. And thus, the Judaizers were fallen from grace. Well, as you can imagine, Paul is marveled at this. He can't believe that these individuals are taking the true gospel of Christ, the one gospel of Christ, And perverting it so that they're going back to the old law. Which was defunct. It was done away by Christ. Verse 7. There's not another. But there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. We talked about heteros and alos again. Different gospel. Another. There is not a gospel of a different kind because there's only one gospel. Paul says, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another of a different kind of gospel, which is not another of the same kind. These Judaizers and and the ones that they were influencing then were following a different gospel. In fact, there was not a, a different true gospel. Thus, this was a perversion of the gospel. Galatians 5, verse 4, again, whosoever of you are justified by the law, you're fallen from grace. Can the true gospel of Christ be perverted and still remain the true gospel of Christ? The true gospel of Christ remains the true gospel of Christ, but if you take it and start perverting it, what do you have? You have something different. It's become adulterated, and it's no longer The gospel. Well, thus we need to remember that when we preach the gospel. When we teach the gospel. Can you think of any examples of a perverted gospel? I can think of one that I'll mention in a moment, but there are many. That are taking the pure truth of God and they're twisting it just a little bit here and just a little bit there. And it's becoming perverted. Let's look at verses 8 and 9. But even if we or an angel from heaven, that would be the apostles or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel to you than that which we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, he's repeating this for sake of emphasis. So now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. What does that say about one false gospel that we'll mention now? The one started by Joseph Smith. What did Joseph Smith say? Joseph Smith said that an angel from heaven showed me this. An angel from heaven gave me another testament of Jesus Christ. Do you know what I'm referring to? I'm sure you do. Another testament of Jesus Christ, the Book of Mormon, as Joseph Smith stated. And even if that were the case, and I do not believe that that actually happened, But even if it did, what would this tell us? It would tell us that that angel who supposedly came would be cursed, anathema of God, for having done so. Because the Book of Mormon differs with the New Testament. It is an addition to the New Testament. And it is accepted as inspired, but we know that it is not. Well, let's look at verse 10. For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. What is Paul saying about him being a bondservant of Christ? You remember in Romans chapter 6, which we quoted verse 1 from a moment ago, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Remember what else he says in that passage? Let not sin reign in your mortal body. We are to become the servants of righteousness rather than the servants of sin. You know what the word servant there is what, what the Greek meaning of that is? Slave. Or as he says here, bondservant. We're not to be slaves of sin anymore. If sin has a hold on us, we're addicted to it. Maybe not quite addicted per se, but we sure like it. We're the slaves of sin. We're not to be slaves to it anymore. We're to be the slaves of Jesus Christ. And account it a joy to be such. Well, he says, I am a bondservant of Christ. But notice the contrast here. He would not be a bond of Christ if he what? If he sought to be pleasing to men rather than God. And we need to know that. We need to know that it's about pleasing God rather than men. And that would certainly apply to the gospel that we preach. We preach the truth because that's what God would have us to, to preach rather than what men want us to preach. Do I, do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please Men, for if I still pleased men, I would not be a bond servant of Christ. Although there are not very many Judaizers around today, although really in essence there are a few. You look around and and there are some who are actually teaching that Christians, Jew or Gentile doesn't matter. They say Christians must keep those Old Testament. Um, items such as circumcision and Levitical food laws and and uh, the holy days and things of that nature, there are a few who still teach that today. But they're pretty rare. But there's not very many of them left today, but there are many other false gospels that we have to deal with. And uh, Joseph Smith's false gospel is just one example. We could look at many. We could look at those who are perverting God's simple Plan salvation. The fact that Jesus Christ came because sin entered into the world, we needed the remedy of sin. And the remedy for sin is Jesus Christ. And because he came and he did not sin and he, he lived perfectly, he did everything God the Father had for him to do, he gave us the perfect example, he died for us, he rose again on the third day, Because he did all that, we have hope. We have opportunity to be saved. In a nutshell, that's the gospel. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 and following. Paul says, that's the gospel. He declared unto them the gospel of Jesus Christ, what? That he died, he was buried, he rose again. The gospel. Well, we have to preach that true gospel and we have to uh, obey his gospel 1 Thessalonians 1, verse 8, Jesus will return in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not obey the gospel. We've got to preach that. Well, a perversion of the gospel then would try to get those who listen to it to not obey the gospel. And that's sadly exactly what is taking place in in many pulpits across the land. We've got to do our best then to preach the true, unadulterated, Gospel of Christ. We talk about division. Division. Condoned. And even encouraged. We've got to preach against that. Perversions of the gospel of Christ. We need to be aware of these perversions so that number one, we don't fall for the perversions ourselves and number two, so that we can teach others to not fall for perversions of the gospel. And so we ask tonight, what about you? Have you obeyed the gospel? Have you listened to the preaching of the gospel? And not only that, but like the Galatians, have you listened to a false gospel? Does a false gospel, a perversion of the gospel have a hold on you, and you're not obeying the truth? Perhaps fallen from grace even. If that be you, this evening, then you need to understand that Christ would have you to come back. Perhaps you've left your first love. He'd have you to come back. Perhaps you've never obeyed his gospel. He'd have you to do that. And you have opportunity to do that right now that you may not have future moments in your life. You may not have a future in your life. And so obey today. Obey tonight if you've never done so. Thank you for listening to that sermon. I hope that it helped you. And hope that you will continue to listen to this podcast. We want to remind you that this podcast, the Everyday Christian Podcast, has joined the Scattered Abroad network of podcasts this year. And we invite your attention to all the other podcasts in this network as well. You can listen to the Transformed podcast, which drops every Tuesday. And that's with Caleb Rutherford. You can listen to the Far Better podcast with Michael Clark, which drops every Wednesday. On Thursdays, we have two podcasts that uh, come out, Weathering the Storm with Drew Suttles and also The Way podcast with Houston Welch. On Fridays, you can listen to Asking God Why with Jameson Stewart. And then on Saturdays, you can listen to The Diligent podcast with Joshua Cantrell. Also, don't forget about our combined podcast, The Scattered Abroad podcast that drops on Sundays. Please like us on Facebook Look up the Scattered Abroad Network page. You'll find the logo there with a globe with various waypoints on the globe. That's the Scattered Abroad Facebook page. Like that page. Give us a follow. And also share this page on social media if you would. That would help us a lot, help us grow, and we would appreciate that very much. Thank you for listening to the Everyday Christian Podcast. We look forward to you listening again next week.